When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, look who's back. Welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star. New showtime. Michael Evans in the chat saying late today. It's Johnny Venerable. It's Bo Brock. It's a new start time every single day, 4.30. And Bo, frankly, we're doing that in part to accommodate our precious Redbirds because my co-host to my right will be at training camp practice every single day. And unlike Cliff Kingsbury... <laughs> they like to have kind of brunch in the morning, screw around, dick around, if you will, before noon. Gannon's Cardinals are going to be on the field in the afternoon, thus pushing our show a half an hour back. Moving forward, new start time for PHNX Cardinals podcast, 4.30, book it. That's right, 4.30 every day. We'll see if we get any access tomorrow as the team gets to its hotel. That's rookies alike. They're reporting to training camp, so this evening before you go to bed, Put out the Gatorade, put out, uh, I don't know, what, what would be a nice protein, maybe like a banana or something, yeah. and and uh, Monty Claus will show up at uh, at your house, and he's going to leave you a nice little draft pick present for the 2024 offseason. Is he going to leave you some guaranteed money if you're Buda Baker? We're going <laughs> to talk about that, but Monty Austin Ford did deliver a four-year contract to rookie outside linebacker B. Joe Gilari, the last remaining Bull Brock drafty of the Arizona Cardinals. The draft was like, it feels like a year ago. B.J. Ojolari is like, yeah, I'll sign my contract a day before training camp. One of the few remaining unsigned rookies across the NFL, no longer the LSU product. I think a top 45 pick in this past April's NFL draft finally gets his deal done. Bo Brock, where does he fit in the landscape of these pass rushers? Because I, I tweeted out today, I like this group. I know this mm -hmm. group is popular with Cardinal fans. A lot of guys who I think have really high ceilings, but yet to prove themselves, can Ojolari catch up after missing the entirety of the offseason up until this point? Johnny, I think you were doing your uh, your marathon over at Disneyland when I had Jody Ayler on the show when we were breaking down the Madden ratings for this pass rush group, which is led by Dennis Gardeck at 72. Oh, I, I mean, it was, the, it was the most pathetic Madden ratings that were released Glad in the entire that. unveiling. It was unbelievable. Uh, so, you know, this is, this is a group that really only has one direction to go, but when you talk about BJ Ojolari and where he fits in, he's right smack dab in the center. I mean, this yeah. is, this is the second pick 
for the Monty Austin Fort era outside of, you know, Paris Johnson, the tackle going sixth overall, trading back up to get him. But he gets the premium position pass rusher in BJ Ojolari. And, you know, at 21 years old, the youngest guy in the Arizona Cardinals roster, I think that this guy is the most complete pass rusher as it stands right now that fits in the Nick Rollis' defense. Yeah, I mean, I love Zayvon Collins, but he's trying a new com- position he's never played before. And at the end of the day, like you either have explosiveness off the edge, that God-given ability. You can learn some pass rush moves, right? You can put weight on, you can take weight off, but can you can you get to the quarterback or not? And this is a young man who dominated in the SEC, played a ton of quality football. Really, I think had he stayed one more year under Brian Kelly and company, would have been a first-round pick, had a first-round pick by a lot of people in the NFL space this year and fell to the Cardinals and they jumped on him. Remember, they traded back from 33 and then sticked and picked where Tennessee was picking to take the product out of LSU. And I'm with you. I think there's a, let's call it a better than good chance at the end of the year. Not only is he going to be a a full-time player, a starter, like he's going to be knocking on the door for leading this team in sacks. I really do believe that. And that's not a detriment to these other guys like Zayvon Collins, Majay Sanders, Cameron Thomas, but just like, I, I'm I'm going to go, you know, product of or guilty by association. Those guys were all Cliff Kingsbury, Steve Kime guys. And again, yeah. I like those players, but look at the universities they went to. Again, I'm not knocking them. Tulsa, mm-hmm. San Diego State, right? That Cincinnati team was damn good. I'll give Majay right. Sanders that. This kid was the starting edge rusher, best pass rusher for LSU, a team that won double-digit games in the SEC and was a top 50 pick. Right, Zayvon Collins was drafted to be an inside linebacker or an off-ball linebacker. He was not drafted to be an edge rusher from the 16th overall pick with Steve Kime. Like that's an experiment, one that we hope will go better than Isaiah Simmons' experiments all over the field. But I, I do think at the end of the day, this is a kid that was chosen by Jonathan Gannon to play for the most part. I think we both agree the Hassan Reddick role, mm-hmm. right? Somebody that fits the bill looks, I think, very much like Reddick. Does he need to get his strength up? Does he need to catch up with the playbook? Of course, but this is going to be the opposite. I'll, I'll touch on this here in a little bit, but this is the opposite of the Vance Joseph effect. This yeah. is a kid that I think is going to see his playing time increase week after week, month after month to like the point where November and December, you know, injuries notwithstanding, he's going to be an every down player and thus he's going to get chances to rush the passer. Yeah, it's it's not going to be week one against you know the 49ers a couple of years ago, and Isaiah Simmons takes uh looks the wrong direction and zip yeah. you know Raheem Mostert's down the sideline for a 70 yard you know touchdown, and next thing you know Isaiah Simmons is benched forever. It felt like under the previous regime. Yeah, next year, Isaiah. It's 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 the current coaching staff is going to say hey. You know, we understand that mistakes, they're part of this thing. They're part of the process. And JG told me that, you know, I mean, he 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 loves it. Obviously, he understands that you can't continually make mistakes, but it's the best way, you know, tool for learning. It, it absolutely is. And, and as far as sports goes, there's there's no better place to learn how to 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 make mistakes. And, you know, BJ Ujolari coming from a place that is as close to the NFL and the SEC and playing in LSU, I mean, this is a guy that has is playing at the most wide open position probably on the roster, right? I mean, it's not Pierre Johnson Jr. going into a room where you've got f- three guys ahead, not ahead of you, but in the same room with starting experience. Four, if you include Dennis Daly there, Titan t- fans will probably cuss me out to my face for saying that he even started a tackle for them for far too long. But, you know, he's got the most wide open position group, you know, big, you know, as far as, 
what they need to to compete on the defensive side of the football is exactly what BJ Ujolari brings to the table, right? His ability yeah. to to get after the passer and also slow down the run. And I think that if they're gonna if they're going to do anything defensively, they need this pass rush group, including the other three guys that were a bit bullish about Zayvon Collins. You like the skill set and the size, right? And and Majay Sanders and Cameron Thomas, of course. But BJ Ujolari at 21, he's leader of that group. I think he's the guy. Especially since he's got you know the, the draft, uh, you know being the second draft pick of Mani Asipor, I, I think that they're just going to say, "Hey, just go out there and compete. Go go make yourself into an NFL player. Uh, we're, you know you can make mistakes, but we're going to get you caught up to speed soon enough. And those mistakes and those bad games, uh, they're going to be you know very very you know at the beginning of the season, you're not even going to think about them at the end of the season." Yeah, they're going to let guys grow into their role, which is what the best coaches do. It's what Andy Reid does. It's it's what the elites do. And at the end of the day, like this pass rush group, well, they don't have household names. Like I was so optimistic with what I saw in limited snaps from guys like Cameron Thomas and Maje Sanders last year. And I, everybody asks, you know, pushes back on the notion that the Cardinals could have a quality pass rush this year. Well, they're not going to have many leads. I mean, how many leads did they have last year? And every time 97 was on the field and Cameron Thomas, he was getting after the quarterback. Maje Sanders, the same thing. And they were stripped of playing time egregiously at the end of the year for, I, I'm sorry, guys who who have no business, it, I'm not going to say on the roster, but starting over mm -hmm. these players. Like uh, Dennis Gardeck, it's tongue-in-cheek, and people have come at me on Twitter, and that's fine, that, that think, you know, I, I have a love affair with cutting Dennis Gardeck. It, he, he's, he he's not a starting caliber player. Like the the Gardeckians out there? There are. And I get it. He's... He's a great ambassador for the Cardinals. He's sure. an undrafted kid. I mean, everybody loves the long hair. They give off Pat Tillman vibes. I get all of that. I'm about production on the field and winning games. He's not been a good player for a couple of years. He was right. a Steve Kime extension, and he's an overachiever, which is we all love overachievers. Give me SEC players to play, you know, power five from power five schools, SEC caliber player at an impact position like pass rusher. I, I'm yeah. done screwing around with these guys, these tweener players. If Dennis Gardeck wants to make $5 million on this roster, which is what his salary is set to be, you need to yeah. be an ace on special teams, right? You can come in and play a couple snaps here and there defensively. But, I mean, that for the for that to be the Madden rating, that just shows you – I mean, Madden's already clueless, but that just shows you that, that nobody's tapped into this team. Right. Maje Sanders and, and, and Cameron Thomas at the end of the year, along with B. Joe Gilaria and Zayvon Collins, we could be talking about a, a group that – maybe warrants the Cardinals to pass on edge rushers early in free agency in the draft next year. I could definitely see that happening. And I put this on, somebody's getting double digit sacks from this team. I'll, I'll book it right now. You can hold me to it. One of these four players will have 10 sacks this year because Jonathan Gannon is that good of a defensive coach. There are 17 games. It's, uh, it's never been easier. I think to get double digit sacks Plus, Gannon's going to play a lot of guys, and then the cream's going to rise to the top. So this is not the Cardinals circa 2008 when you had to scratch and call, claw with Bertram Berry to get to get 10 sacks or whatever, eight sacks yeah. it was. Somebody in this group is going to pop for this for this team, and they're going to be in a good spot because the talent is there. Cameron Thomas and Majay Sanders were top 100 picks. They were picks that could have gone in the second round, fell to the third round, could be a parting gift from Steve Kime. And you can say what you want about Zayvon Collins. He, he wants it, right? Yeah. He works as hard as anybody. And I, I think at the end of the day, you could still get a very nice run complimentary pass rusher from Zavin. So I'm bullish on this group. It's one of my favorite units on the team. Yeah, I mean, I like it. I like, the, I like that you're, you're confident about the group. Uh, but, I mean, 10 sacks from a, a guy, let's not, let's not discount that. I mean, especially when you don't have guys 
on the inside and the interior of the defensive line. I mean, that's an issue. You can rack up 70 when you got Fletcher Cox and you've got Hargrove. And I'm just got, asking for 10. Know, Give me 10 from one guy. It, it's, I mean, Ujulari never did it at LSU as, as, as much as he was successful and productive there. And, and, you know, Cameron Thomas was highly productive. I think he might be the dark horse to, to reach double digits going into his second season. But, you know, I, I think if they can. Uh, give different looks, the, the the four guys, the core four there, uh, it would be great. I mean, as we start to kind of kick off what, what we're going to be talk about and what the, kind of the theme of this whole thing is, like the pre-flight, you know, to the, the Jonathan Gannon, Monty Osford era, you know, this is it. Finding out who these guys are that you're going to move forward with. And I, I think this is a group that the opportunity is there, and there's four guys with the skill sets that if, if deployed correctly and if, if they take on to the new system – they absolutely can be part of the group going forward. Yeah, and I'll you know give some insight to something I heard over the last couple of weeks, and this is not breaking news. A lot of people probably assume this already, but I mean, there will be, I don't want to use the word or the term favoritism, but the draft picks and Bo, we talked about this off air, maybe even some of the undrafted players, they are going to get every chance to play. Maybe not start right away, but mm-hmm. they are going to be active and they're going to be playing. And, and that is... It has to be taken as an indictment, I think, to the to the to the roster at hand. Now they're going to let some guys, you know, weed themselves out during training camp. I I still think we're going to have a, a couple surprise cuts or trades. We'll talk about that over the coming weeks. But th- this team under Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury, unless you're a made man, and there are very few of them, like the, these young players are are coming for your job. And and mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that this is the greatest draft class they've ever had, or they've got six seven undrafted. Je- they are just going to let young players play and yeah. let the chips fall where they may. And that's a, that's a great place to be. It's why, and I have the sources, why they're going to play Paris Johnson Jr. a tackle. Mm-hmm. I, I know we had Jess Root on last week, did a phenomenal job from Cardswire saying, let's just put the best five out there. And I get that. They 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 want their franchise tackle, their blue chip player, six overall out of, out of Ohio State boat to play his natural position, to yeah. play the position that they're going to extend him in, in four years, pay him big time generational wealth, to kick ass and take names so he can protect Kyler Murray against the Nick Boses of the world. They're not, they're not going to put him at guard only to translate that down the line. This is a group that's going to show favoritism to these rookies in April. And I'm, I'm here for it. It's long overdue for this franchise. It's refreshing. I mean, and it, it, you know, when you start to think about it, what that means, I mean, it's, it's not just Paris Johnson jr. It's not just BJ Ujolari. You know, it's, it's going to be Garrett Williams when he's healthy enough. We'll see how he starts camp. Is he going to be on PUP? Is he going to be available right away coming off his ACL surgery uh, back in October? And then Michael Wilson, who we're very excited about at the wide receiver position, you get it. I saw John Gaines in the in the chat earlier. Where's he gonna play? I think that you know Gannon's already alluded to really cashing in and, and, and taking advantage of his versatility, not just you know the potential of being a center down the line. He's gonna play some guard. Uh, he did at UCLA. He also played tackle. He played all three positions. And then Owen Papo at the freak on Twitter. You know that's gonna be a guy that just seems like. He is a JG linebacker created yep. in a lap, right? Yep. I mean, the speed, the athleticism, SEC ass kicker himself at Auburn. Uh, you know, is, is he going to be a guy that they're going to give the grace to learn on the fly as Maybe. a fifth round pick? I'd love to see it, right? The other, you know, the other guy uh, in the fifth round, Clayton Toon, the quarterback. I know that I've got my reservations about starting a guy out of Houston, the NFL level, level week one, but. You know, is he going to be a guy? You know, I've said that I think they want him to win the backup quarterback job. So we'll see, you know, what 
how far that can go. It's it's really a lot of fascinating storylines for a team, and we'll get into it as far as the win projections. Not a lot, but there's there's a ton of fascination around this team. I saw this question in the chat uh, asking, do we think that this team uh, has a better roster than the 2018 team? And I'll say, I think it does. I do. Like yeah. the 2018 was brutal, right? Uh, you, you still had some stars on there. That was the year that Patrick Peterson asked, requested a trade. You had Buda Baker. You had Hassan Reddick that was kind of lost. Uh, you had Chandler Jones, but you didn't have a quarterback. And if they can get Kyler Murray back, I think that that immediately elevates the roster where a 2018 team, they didn't have any viable quarterback. I mean, it was it was Sam Bradford. It was Josh Rosen. It was Mike Glennon. Ugh, barf. Yeah, I think the 2018 team might have had better personnel defensively than this team does or maybe better proven stars on that team. But yeah, yeah you're right. Like and The offensive like- line was awful. Yeah, it's the biggest crock of garbage that why people are picking this team to finish where they are. And let's just go ahead and get to this graphic. USA Today put out their annual uh, record prediction. And it is, I mean, l- look at this. For our audio listeners, they've got every every team with a with a record there. The Cardinals are the worst team in the NFL, according to USA Today, at 2-15. and 15. Next closest, the Vegas Raiders, who we think will be bad at 3-14, and 14, and the Colts at 4-13. and 13. So the Cardinals are easily the worst team in the NFC. No team outside of the Cardinals has worse than five wins, that being Tampa. And again, to my co-host's point, Kyler Murray's going to play football this year. Like, does anybody think Kyler Murray and this team are only going to win two games? Like, that to me is just utterly laughable. The, these people that are putting together these these rankings are the same people mm-hmm. that are putting together these Madden statistics. They're not tracking with the team, Bo. They're not tracking right. with the franchise, and they don't they don't understand. Like he is trending toward playing early. You're going to get majority of the season from K one, even if he's ninety percent or eighty five percent learning the offense on the fly. It's like they're going to win games they're not supposed to. Two and fifteen, right? I mean, look. I mean, Jacoby Brissett, who is not even isn't half the quarterback that Kyler Murray is, he was able to operate this offense in his first season, and you know, arguably have a career season and put up career numbers as far as passer rating and completion percentage. So, you know, Kyler's already got you know way better accuracy than Jacoby Brissett. So, you know, even when he's going to be knocking the rust off from an injury and learning a new offense. He's going to be a guy that's going to be able to get things done. Look at this AFC North. Was that is that even statistically possible to have four teams with double-digit wins? Is that possible? 12 wins for the Bengals, 11 for the Ravens, 11 for the Steelers, and 10 wins for the Browns. Is that possible? I Do the Cardinals play that division this year? Yeah. That, that's why. Is Everybody oh, okay. gets a dub against the Cardinals and the Rams, I'm guessing. And then... I, I, I guess that Texans possible. pick six and 11. Where's that? That still puts you in that's top, top 10, 10, right? You're in the top 10. Yeah. I mean, you're, you have two top 10 picks. We're not going to complain about that. At, you know, every other Tuesday when we're doing our college football show, but <laughs> two and 15, like if Colt, if Kyler Murray had they released that flight plan video and they'd been like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a ways away. It's like, right. oh, okay, then we could talk about this team really struggling. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's like, Oh, oh I'm sorry. Kyler Murray's playing. Kyler Murray's coming back. Kyler Kyler Murray could be back week one. Does anybody think if Kyler Murray comes back week one that th- that they're going to lose 15 games? I mean, Colt McCoy could win a game or two. Yeah, he, he absolutely could. You know, he won a game last year. He, he had him in, in some decent positions last year. He won two the previous season. So, it, it you know, it, it's going to come down a lot on the defense 
and them learning Nick Rollis' system and Jonathan Gannon really getting things up to speed on that side of the football because I think that's where they really lack talent and in guys that are you know have uh, been successful at the NFL level. You don't you don't see a whole a lot there going into the season. Guys, you're gonna have to get production out of unique places and in unknown places. You know, to to a lot of the NFL casuals out there. But man, I I just don't. People are asking me four and a half. Is it going to be over under the win total? And then you have USA Today come in way under it too. I mean, how, that, that would over. be a brutal season. I don't care what the draft, where you are as far as your draft stock or anything like that. That is a, a complete just grind sludge of a season. Count me out on that. Uh, it's over. Uh, and you can <laughs> bet on that over with my friends and your friends and our best friends at BetMGM, BetMGM Sportsbook. Of course, Bo Brock. And company is going to be our home every single football Sunday this fall, which is right around the corner. Can you believe that? Like I, we've we've known about Ben MGM for a few months now. It's, it's it's been a hot minute since we did that promo shoot, and I'm like, man, I can't wait to we're there every single football Sunday, home and away, hanging out with Cardinal fans, taking the game in, watching the away games, and it's it's basically here now with the start of training camp. Every single football Sunday, myself and Bill Brock will be live at Ben MGM Sportsbook on the Great Lawn of State Farm Stadium, which means you come, you tailgate, you hang out, come inside, have a brew, have a Four Peaks with us, enjoy the scenery, and enjoy the sports book right on the lawn next to the stadium. If you're thinking, you know, I don't want to spend on tickets until I know how the team is doing, I'm going to wait. Come wait with us, hang with us, watch the game. Bo's going to be at the stadium for every home game, giving you live analysis. I'm going to be hanging out with my PHNX Cardinals cronies and all of you so come hang out, and in the meantime, sign up for the BetMGM 3-Ball Challenge. This is the stuff that golfers' dreams are made of. You and three guests could be teeing off at one of the most legendary courses if you top the ranks of the PGA 3-Ball Challenge. Take your swing at this free-to-play challenge by revealing your roster of golfers for each week's tournament. The players with the best-performing golfers will snag awesome weekly prizes and also be entered for a shot to win the end-of-the-season grand prize. Get this, a foursome at TPC Sawgrass, plus $3,000 in withdrawable bonus bucks to use for travel, accommodations, food, beverage, whatever you want to do, do it with us and the king of sportsbooks. That's BetMGM. Log into your app during the entry period. Click on that promotional tab. Access the BetMGM three-ball challenge. You get three spins, one entry per customer. If you haven't signed up yet, what are you waiting for? Use that bonus code PHNX. Now, there's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our friends in Arizona, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, make sure you're using that bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to our guy Shane Diefenbach talk about it in the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. What a disclaimer. Legit. Nice job, Shane. Uh, he's earned himself a Four Peaks beverage, our official yes. beer of PHNX, and that's going to be out there on tap. I know for sure out of the BetMGM Sportsbook, there are also full range of beers, of course, brewed on location. The H Street location, Four Peaks, the OGs, it's been there for you know 25 years plus now, thanks to uh, 
Four Peaks just getting after it. Have you checked out their their Four Peaks draft room at Chase Field as the Diamondbacks try to get back on track? Why not go check out a game there and enjoy all the beers that they have there on tap at uh, Chase Field and then check out H Street. Go get yourself a flagship, a kilt lifter. Enjoy the great food that they have on their menu from appetizers to entrees to desserts. And then, of course, get those barrel-aged beers that they have they're so smooth kilt lifter raj ipa everything they even get the pumpkin porter that's going to be dropping i think next month oh, uh, they get that in the barrels and, and age it it's so smooth so delicious don't miss out on it you got to be 21 years or older of course to enjoy the beer but when you do if you are 21 do it responsibly as well check them out on social at four pigs brew and at four peaks pub the pumpkin porter i mean we just we can't keep it in stock fast enough no. at the venerable household it is like uh liquid gold and i i'd forgotten about it somehow uh <laughs> until just now until yeah. you said so i can't wait um i also can't wait to see number three sporting a cardinal jersey during training camp buda baker this was kind of hidden over the weekend bull brock via adam schefter saying buda baker will return to cardinal training camp he's going to report uh as of tomorrow but that could mean one of two things. I mean, he was at mandatory minicamp, but as you saw in person, he was shoeless walking around. He didn't have soccer <laughs> shoes on. It's important to note that because I'm I'm in I'm into reporting to that because that's hilarious. And then yeah. he's hanging out with his buddies on the sideline, engaging, did not participate on the field work, which begs the question, Bo Brock, like what's changed? What's different? Because it's been what six weeks since the end of minicamp and mm-hmm. He hasn't gotten any more money that we're aware of. There, there hasn't been an agreement made between Austin Ford and Buda Baker's reps that would lead you to believe that everything is fine and dandy with the all-pro safety. So what do they do now? Yeah, it's interesting. Like We we did get the little nugget from Mike Garofalo as he was on Good Morning Football texting with Buda's agent and that he the team had already picked up their team option for the 2024 yeah. season. So there's, there's no doubt that Buda Baker is going to be – under contract with the Arizona Cardinals for the next two seasons. But, you know, don't you think if, if they were like, what would be, I mean, Kyle Odegaard made the point today. If he steps onto the field, he loses any leverage he had remaining where I just don't think like if there's been talks and in positive talks about more guaranteed money or giving a little boost this season or next season, like I think that they would have happened already and it's going, it's either going to happen or it's not, you know, what would him sitting out, the start of training camp do for him? Like, would it really truly create leverage where Monty's like, shit, I got to get him on the field. So here you go. Let's make this happen right now. I just don't think Probably Monty not. Austin is going to be duped by that. When we had that one interesting nugget from Austin Ford in the presser, was it from Gannon saying like they're Gannon. figuring it out at the end of mini camp? And it's like, okay, we thought there was a little bit of momentum. I, I, I think he's going to practice. I don't think he's going to yeah. sit out. I, and I think there's still a chance should he practice that they're going to kick him some extra cash. But I, I just, I, I think Gannon and Buddha are so much alike. I think they have a mutual respect and it's going to be infectious for Buddha to participate with Jonathan Gannon. I mean, you've got one of the best defensive coaches, in my opinion, in the NFL and maybe the best defensive back coach in the NFL and Jonathan Gannon. Look what he did with CJ Gardner Johnson. Look what he did to all these guys career years in Philadelphia. And again, the, the front seven was loaded, but this guy is a just an absolute king of a kingmaker of making defensive backs and safeties have career years. And if you're Buda Baker, it's like he wants to, yes, play on a viable team that wins games. Mm-hmm. Nobody's discrediting that, but also I think increases candidacy for the Hall of Fame. It's like 
Let's go out and let's get six, seven interceptions. Let's have a career year. Let's reinforce the fact that you are a top three to five safety in the NFL, and then we'll pay you as such. They want him yeah. around. Like to, to your point on Garofalo, like what, why pick that up if you didn't anticipate him being on the team next year? Right. I mean, like agent, you get a comp pick for him. When they finally gave him a little respect this offseason, ESPN, they had that whole list. You know, he was a yeah. top four safety, right? Fourth ranked safety in the NFL, you know, pointed out his ball hawk rate was one of the highest in the league. I think it was upwards like 19%. It's like yeah. the old defensive coordinator, Vance Joseph, wasn't putting him in sex- successful positions. Like, no. JG's going to. Like, right. Buddha's already starting to sniff out the football a lot more than he did to start his career. Just think about where he, if he's put in better positioning by his defensive coaches, you know, what that can do for him. And like, he's sitting here and he's, he's looking at the final two years of his contract without a lot of guaranteed money. He's in his prime years. He's going to be probably on the back end of his prime as far as what, you know, how old he's going to be, 29, right? At the end of this contract. Like, he could, like, if he plays, the highest level of football he ever has under Jonathan Gannon, he can parlay that into another huge contract before it's all said and done. Yeah. And it could, hopefully it's with the Arizona Cardinals. Hopefully this new era of winning, that's going to start at some point under JG Monty Austin for Buddha can see that through. I remember, you know, the years of turmoil with this franchise and it wasn't until Ken Wisenhunt showed up and a lot of those veterans who had been on the team who had been waiting to taste the victory success the champagne if you will and and they made a Super Bowl one they won back-to-back NFC West championships and it's like those guys who paid their dues here you know they got to see it through and that to me that's that's the most special thing an athlete can experience is the one that drafted and developed you, that you've made your money with, you can see it through and eventually get them to the other side. And Buda Baker, it's not through his fault. I mean, he's played at an elite level since they drafted him from a special mm-hmm. teamer, pro bowler. He's made the pro bowl every year since then. But the Cardinals need to catch up to his greatness. We've often talked about that with regard to Kyler Murray. It's like everybody needs to pick up their intensity and their enthusiasm. It's why Buda Baker begged and pleaded with this locker room, this franchise last November, mm-hmm. December. Like, guys, wake up, get it going. And I, I, I think that there's just too much mutual respect between Gannon and Buda Baker to say, you know what, we're, we're going to pass on this. We're going to we're going to trade you. We're going to cut you. We're not going to go and, and pick up your extension next year, your your um, your option next year. We're going to part ways with what I think is a franchise icon and somebody who's deserving of ring of honor status. And I don't know what they're going to do with that 80 plus million dollars next offseason, but I you would be hard pressed to find a better opportunity at least early on than to give some of that money to number three right and an extension candidate i mean you can't find too many of those from the previous regime right so uh it's just like you said i mean him will be gannon's enthusiasm will be infectious and i think it's going to resonate with a guy like buddha baker who was it seemed like he was begging for it from his previous coaching staff he's begging for it you know in that in, in that that legendary hard knocks clip, like where he was telling his teammates, it's like, you know, train better, uh, take care of yourself, get healthy, you know, do, do, you know, pay attention to the details. And they're like, okay, they didn't, but they didn't have a coaching staff that had the tools to teach them that. And I think yeah. now, like if they didn't have an organization that invested in the right places and, and JG and Monty are making sure that they do so that they can do that. And, and when their leaders speak up like that, that they're not just, it's not just hot air being, you know, give it you know exuded out into the into the locker room well we talked about this off air and, and this again another thing that might seem obvious or cliche but you know we have a pretty well sourced 
the freedom, and I mean like the freedom outside of practice for these players this year is going to be far less than during the Cliff Kingsbury era. Like they want to build a a cohesive team and a cohesive unit. And that involves being around each other. Mm-hmm. And it's it's going to be all about football starting this week until, you know, hopefully the end of January, uh, you know, knock on wood, if not beyond. And, and that that their goal is to to build a unit that is is through trust and understanding. And, and you can't do that when everybody has an agenda and everybody's on their own schedule. You know, I love Hollywood Brown, but like what happened last year, like that's not going to happen under Jonathan Gannon. You know what I mean? Speeding up you know, from his house to the facility, like that, right. those, those days are over. And that might seem like the bottom tier expectation for most franchises. And it probably is like, do you mm-hmm. think people in green Bay have to worry about that? No, but Cardinals are building this culture from the ground up and, and you've got to do these things to be able mm-hmm. to, to ensure that you get consistency. I want to go to this super chat here. Thank you so much. Topic 64, 499, Bo Brock, a Cardinal DB coach told me that these coaches are way better than last year's coaches, they're putting everyone in a position to be successful. So how about that? Love to hear it. And, and it makes sense. I mean, just by talking to these coaches and a lot was made of them not having a whole lot of experience, but anytime you would talk to them, you, you got way more substance from them. You got an answer that satisfied, you know, the question asked uh, that you never got from the previous coaching staff. I mean, there was you ask the question, they give you the answer, and then they tell you how they got to the answer. Every single guy did, like when we sat down with the offensive and defensive coaches. It's not just, it's not just like empty, empty cliches in, in coach speak. It's there's this is a this is a coaching staff that understands how tough this league is, and they're not gonna have their guys ill prepared. They're just not because they know what disadvantage it puts them at. And it, it's gotta have you excited because they just the old co- you know you can look at the roster you can look at the injuries but the old coaching staff just no matter how you cut it just couldn't hack it at all they just weren't <laughs> up to snuff and it's it's nice that it feels like if if a cardinals db is saying hey there's a significant difference and like bj had a defensive back background and like he's i mean we're not hearing the, we weren't hearing the same things from joseph even though he seemed like he's the guy who had his shit together from from the last staff yeah, just because you're like a professional coach, like in professional meaning like you're cordial and you treat people the right way, doesn't mean you're a great coach. And that's not right. a knock on and Mitch. You're standing Joseph next to Cliff Kingsbury, I mean. Right. It's just, come come on now. Let's raise our level of expectation. I like right. this comment from Jose. I'm going to tell you why. So Gannon got a blank check to build how he wants, whether or not it works still to be seen on the field. So football chemistry, timing, injury, everything in question. And the point I want to make from Jose's comment here is it's why I – I thought my co-host argued this was one of the best, if not the best opening in the NFL, because you had an mm-hmm. opportunity as the GM and the head coach to build this culture, however the hell you wanted to do it. So right. everything that you see, you know, Michael Bidwell, notwithstanding a little bit of meddling, which we're hearing is not happening. Everything you see is a byproduct of the GM and the head coach empowering their coaches and thus empowering their players. Like that was never a constant Steve Kime and his divisiveness and the poison that reeked from that individual, that man, seeped into the rest of the team and it created factions and friction. Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury were not communicating last year. We know that for a fact, Bo Brock. So it, you, you have, you have to have some patience with this. And I think that's going to be one of the things that, that we try to echo on this podcast is certain Sundays. It may look good and certain Sundays. It, it may be rough. Young players are going to have their struggles, but the, the, the emphasis that we're trying to make right now is that training camp, 
for the Arizona Cardinals is back to being a, a professional football franchise that's buttoned up and is not an embarrassment off the field. It felt like from like mid-October, outside of the off-the-field stuff with Kyler's contract, mm -hmm. from about mid-October of last year when Bo and I were covering this team until about end of January, every single piece of relevant Cardinal information did not come on the field. It came off the field, which yeah. is just... It's not a it's not a fun place if you're a Cardinal fan in season to be able to follow your football team. No, I mean it's it was like golf carts and it was massages and not a whole lot of hard work being done on the practice field itself. Arrests it was, and it was yeah. bad I mean, trips to Mexico. We just saw City. the the guy. Now I, I know that was it. Jordan Addison just did 140, and it reminded me, you know, Hollywood Brown almost a year ago was doing 126. Uh, you know, I don't care what. It was a dog medical emergency. Was that Addison's reasoning? Did I see that today? But was the dog in the car? Or was the dog at home and he had to go help the dog? Well, he was allegedly doing 140, but Hollywood Brown at seven, it was at 7 a.m. on a on a practice day was going 126 on the 101 right. allegedly. And it's like well, that's that ain't happening because well, nobody there's there's going to be accountability from the coaching staff that the players are with the rest of the players where they're staying for training camp, right? Yes, that's correct. And we can break <laughs> that news on this show. Um, you can't, we, we have pretty good reason to believe you, you're not going to be able to stay at home at, for training camp anymore. Yeah. Like that's pretty nuts that that happened anyway. Like most right. teams, you stay at the hotel. Right. Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury were like, we went, we made the playoffs. Did you see us in the playoffs last year? <laughs> Just live it, live at your house and then come in when you feel like it. And then you saw subsequently what they look like in week one, which did right. not resemble a professional football team. It's like mm, the country club training camp, maybe not a good idea. And not because they actually had training camp and part of the country club. The There were country club vibes to that training camp last year, Bo. Like I had to definitively ask you, are they practicing? What are they, what are they doing? Because they, they literally look like they didn't practice. And it was Kyler Murray had to do backyard football for three quarters just to keep them in games. So yes, Players are are being asked, like, or being told, like, you got you got to hang out here, which you should. You're being, right. you know, part of the job. Can you imagine? It's like, hey, this year, the team, we're going to stay at the resort. We're going to stay there as a team. Uh, coach, do I have to stay there? Nah, not if you don't want to. Nah. I mean, what, Make <laughs> what sure you're not late. What precedent does that set? Hey, first-year wide receiver that we traded a first-round pick for? No, you know what? You go home. You do what you like. Just make sure you don't stay out too late. Make sure you're on practice at practice at time. And if if you're if you're there, probably don't you don't even really have to practice. Like if 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 you got like some sort of nagging injury, like you don't even have to be out there. We'll just figure it out like once the season starts. Oh, if you're if you're not happy with your contract too, we're not going to say that you're unhappy. <laughs> but just make pick an injury. Go to go to WebMD. Pick an injury, and we'll, right. we'll put it on the injury report while we situate that. Kime said he's going to give you some money. We just got to wait a couple weeks to make it look legitimate. That was like every other day with this team last year. Man, Hollywood Brown, I mean, he came into camp with a bunch of leverage last year, didn't he? He's like, you guys traded a first-round pick for me. My best friend's Kyler Murray. Right. I'm going to do what I want to do. And that's that goes back to the point where, is is Hollywood Brown a bad guy? No. Is he a bad no. player? No. And I think that, that he's had success with a competent organization in Baltimore. He had over a thousand yards. And it's the reason I'll double and triple down my wagers and my, my support of Kyler Murray. Like these players are uber talented. These are franchise changing players, blue chip players. But when your leadership stinks, like not everybody is built like Buda Baker. You have to have people to lead and coach them. And when you're wet in the bed every Sunday and exposed for being fraudulent, like these players, they're not going to respond to that.
So no. now they have adults in the room, and it's like, well, now we have some talented players. Like we mentioned, Zayvon Collins. I like some of the players offensively. Let's look at Trey McBride. The coaching aspect, they are going to win games this year. They shouldn't yeah. because the coaching is so, so far superior than it has been the last since Bruce Arians was here. Yeah. I mean, there's the example I think Jess brought up on Friday that uh, Zayvon Collins told us about. It. He's in there eating eggs while they're breaking down defensive film, and JG's like, hey, man. You know, why don't you just come in like 10 minutes early, eat your eggs, and then we'll start our film session. And you don't have to be chomping away while I'm, I'm breaking down, you know, what we want you to do. Where I feel like if that happened in, in Cliff Kingsbury or Vance Joseph sitting there, and they're like, you know what? How do you like your eggs? Do you like them runny or you you prefer maybe some cheese? What kind of cheese do you like? And they would just be completely go off the rails and they would they would lose any kind of concentration and focus that there was in the room. And, and there wouldn't they wouldn't have that, you know, easy like just lesson and and how to be more efficient with your time so you can focus on what's important and for, focus on doing your job. And then they would charge him for his eggs. Um, <laughs> right, so like, hey, JG, I paid $15.99 for this plate of eggs. I'm going to eat it whenever I damn please. Uh, I'm going to tell you who can charge me for eggs or anything else they want. <laughs> Factor meals. Have you guys heard of Factor meals? I'm going to tell you right now. I have done a lot of meal plans, right? Shameless plug. I mean, why, why, why wouldn't I do a lot of meal plans? Uh, my wife and I, we're on the go. We've got two kids. We stay busy. Um, I don't like the ones, though, that you have to prep a bunch of stuff because it's like you get the card and it's like 30 to 45 minutes. Who's got time to prep? I'm sure it's good. Can I just have the meal ready to go? That's what Factor Meals does. You might be thinking to yourself, well, do you have to like dethawed and then rethought? No, no, no. I got these Factor Meal kits, right? This is the first time I've done one of these. Seven minutes in the oven. It comes out. It's fantastic. I've already blown through my first packet. I've got more stuff coming on August 1st. They've got shakes. They've got desserts. It's it's the premier food delivery service. And I'm, I'm not just saying that because they're my favorite new partner here at PHNX. You're fancy We're gonna, boy. You did the oven, huh? I did the oven. Did you do the microwave? Yeah, I think we all did the microwave. It's two minutes in the microwave. Yeah. Why would you not just plop it in the microwave? And it doesn't that's compromise any of the taste. It well, that's you're just five the, minutes. Venerables are fancy in the oven. You gotta like preheat the oven. I mean, it's just you feel I like am you, just, you said listen. time is a premium at your household, and you're out well, there. What are you doing? A a certain food service called Hello, you know what? Hello, yeah. let Hello, the next hour of your life is gone because you're prepping <laughs> all this cucumber. You know, I I don't want to do that. I don't want to cook my own food. I want somebody else to cook it for me. Why I don't want to cut up onions and cut up celery and yeah, yeah I'm sure it, it's going to taste great, but I want it plug and play, right? I want simplicity and ease, and that's what I get from my yeah. factor meal kits. The shakes are fantastic. Again, I've got my second batch coming. You don't have to convince me. Yeah, best meal service I have ever had, and we are hooking you up right flipping now. Head to factormeals.com. Insert the code, the show code. It's PHNX cards 50 is the show code. That's PHNX cards 50. Use that code. You get 50% off again, five zero. I think like 50% off is going to get you like 10 meals for like 60 bucks or something. Plus some, whatever you want for add on shakes. They got desserts. They've got breakfast food. That's promo code PHNX cards 50 factormeals.com my favorite new partner i cannot recommend them enough bo brock yeah, unbelievable we did uh my wife and i we just get two of the meals out and we split both of them did the uh the ranch chicken it was unbelievable how delicious that was yeah and we're 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 competitive here make sure you use our code when you're ordering 
factor get it done phnx cards 50 for 50 off also if you use the code phnx you get 50 off two or more pairs of polarized shades from our friends over at shady rays do not miss out on the best deal of the season i was just uh, at the beach i was showing off my shady rays and good news for everybody i took advantage of our own promo code and my wife was no longer stealing my shade she had her own pair premium polarized sunglasses from Shady Rays. Take advantage of what 250,000 people have voted five stars, given five-star rating on their own. Uh, it's Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com. They've got the brick-and-mortar store up in uh, Carolyn Commons. Go check them out for yourself, and then go online. Take advantage of that promo code PHNX at ShadyRays.com. PHNX promo code at ShadyRays.com. Not to take this conversation completely off the deep end, but my wife was watching one of her, like, you know, like sexy shows on free form with the young, hot, hip kids. Right. And there was a commercial for shady rays. And she's like, aren't those your sunglasses? And they all like all these beautiful people repping them. I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's us. That's me right there. That's shady rays. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a, I, I am a product of shady rays and now you're consuming yeah. it. So you're a cool, hip, pretty person. That's right. It was like yeah. on free form TV and it's like shady rays. And I'm like, right there. That's me. Forget that's, this I only know that, that, that actually exists. I watched The Office on Freeform. Nice. There you go. <laughs> but I guess it's young, hip, sexy kids too. I mean, it, the show is, I'm going to be real. The show she was watching was, it was borderline offensive how bad it was, the dialogue okay. and everything. But just the best that. looking people you've ever seen. And then there's a commercial for Shady Rays. I don't hate it. I don't no. hate this. Another Topic 64, $4.99 Super Chat. I think he double dipped here. I love it. Topic 64. Thank you so much. USA Today got us having a record of 2-15. and 15. Damn, no love. Again, the uneducated folks putting those lists together. I mean, it's just, we, I got to roast Will Brunson a few weeks ago because he, yeah. Kyler Murray is a tier six guy. It's like when, when, when Adam Schefter, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, and whomever, Dirt Muskert, Sam Hell, <laughs> when Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport, friend of the program, tweet out, Kyler Murray's ahead of schedule, Kyler Murray's not on PUP, Kyler Murray's coming back within the first month. Everybody's going to have to do this. Oh, no, I got to erase all my garbage I've been writing for the past <laughs> six weeks. That's what it will take. As much as I and my co-host here, Bo Brock, want to you know, preach that Kyler Murray's coming back soon because we all know he's coming back soon because he's hell-bent on coming back soon. Like that's as much as we you know, laud ourselves for being a voice of the Cardinals, that's, that's not enough. You got to have somebody like Schefter or Rapshi come out and say it. Right. And when they say it, Everybody else will listen, but now everybody can take advantage on BetMGM. Can you imagine? It's like, hey, flight plan. You know, Kyler, when's your goal to come back? Uh, week one. Like, uh, well, tough break. You're going to come back week eight. All right. Yeah. I, I overshot that projection. I, yeah. I really wanted week one. It's like, nope, you're uh, eight weeks off. Eight weeks off, Kyler. It's going to be half the season. Like, no, he is. he wants to get back on the playing field. And it's it's more than just getting back from injury. He wants to kind of shake off that brutal 2022 season, as does his entire organization. So, I mean, the only way to do that is to get your franchise quarterback back under center or under center for the first time, really, in his, his entire NFL career. And and that's going to put you in a good, better position than, you know, Colt McCoy or a rookie starting quarterback out of the fifth round. Let's talk about the quarterback room, starting with Kyler Murray and Bo. We had talked off air about the PUP list. And for those yeah. who aren't familiar with the list, it's a list that that really will keep Kyler Murray off the field from doing anything for at least four weeks. It's a four or six week list. And if it's if he started the season on PUP, 
he basically can't practice for four weeks, which would be a big detriment to this early season comeback. He can also start camp on PUP, but my argument, Bo, to you was, well, this team does not have a robust 90-man roster. Why on mm. earth would you hamper his recovery and his production? Let him throw on the sideline. Let him be in pads, whatever he feels comfortable. Take mental reps. I mean, if you put him on PUP, you basically, for lack of a better term, cut his legs out from under him and say, no, no, you can't do anything, and you're you're officially putting him on ice. I, I don't think that's where this is trending, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm trying to find the positive to putting him on PUP. Like, what what is the team gain? Because they put him on the PUP, they don't gain another roster spot, right? right. And he's on the 90 man. Um, I mean, does does it save him? Does it save them potentially if if he's not ready come the start of the season? I mean, you still could just put him on IR in an injured reserve as he continues to work his way back. I. I just don't see any advantage to the PUP, but you know, I could be completely wrong. I mean, the team could evaluate him as he goes through his physical tomorrow or, or the next day and say, Hey, you know, this is, this is where we're see where you're at. And it, you know, this training camp, it's just not in the cards uh, potentially, but it, it just, it doesn't seem like that would be the, the route that they're going to go. I just, I, I could be completely off on that. I, I just don't get this. The I, I was I was trying to find an advantage that they would gain from him starting the the preseason on PUP. I mean, respectively, go to the team's roster and look at some of the guys that are going to be on this team during training camp. It's like you wouldn't burn a roster spot for some of these guys to have your franchise quarterback at least be able to participate in some capacity. Jalen Blair in the chat saying PUP doesn't mean you can't do anything. He just can't do anything with the team. He has to do all of his work solo. Right. Again, well, he, that's I mean, he can't case. practice. He basically can yeah. do everything but practice with the team. Which is which is a waste of time. Like he's we know he's already being physical. He's running around. He's got pads on, throwing the football with his dad. It's like he, he's not gonna be running first team, you know, offense this week. Of course not. But like, can he be throwing passes to Hollywood Brown? Of course. Can he go can he go through some quarterback drills? Of course. Like, there's nothing that, that says he can't do that. So I we know this definitively, Bo. Like, they have not ruled out anything. We, this mm. show can tell you that right now. Whereas, you know, we spoke to Jonathan Gannon at the NFL Combine, and I think Gannon's, this is just my take. This is my opinion. I think Gannon was conservative, optimistic, but conservative in March, very much with the idea that this is my, for lack of a better term, my meal ticket. This is my franchise quarterback. Mm. We're not going to be too hasty to push him to come back. And then now you've seen Kyler Murray and his trajectory and his recovery now and how hell dead spent he is and to, to come back early and play for this team. It's like, I think Gannon, rightfully so, is going to defer to the to the medical professionals, to the trainers, and they're going to look at Kyler Murray and they're going to give Jonathan Gannon and Monty Austin Ford and everybody else in that building an honest assessment as to where K-1 is. And if that assessment is he's ahead of schedule or mm-hmm. he's way beyond where we thought he would be, he looks great. He could participate in some capacity. They they will take that information and run with it. There, there's no conspiracy. The show can confirm this to say Kyler Murray has to be out eight games because no. that's what we put on him in the spring. That's not the case at all. That's not happening. Yeah. I mean, and when we talked to Gannon uh, and, and he said that about the 100% in those two categories, mentally and physically, uh, it, it was also pre-free agency. I mean, yeah. think about where their offensive line, the state of it was at that point. I mean, you had DJ Humphreys and you had Josh Jones under contract and nobody else. And, you know, Monty Austin Ford's done a significant amount of work on that, including adding a first round pick to it. 
in, in bringing back some key veterans. But I mean, you you don't want to say, hey, yeah, we're gonna bring them back. We're gonna we're gonna put them under center behind, you know, these these not even replacement value type offensive linemen. So yeah. it, I think at that point to to be conservative it was the right move. So you know, we'll see. I mean, I think it it could come down, you know, Wednesday when when the team hits the field for the first time that that they could do it and and there's there's something we're overlooking here but you know i think for right now the next two days it's one of the biggest storylines to follow yeah because if i mean let's say they don't put him on pup to start training camp then everybody catches up to the narrative that kyler murray's ahead of schedule and, he, and he's on track to come back because i think if you would ask this show last december january what's the status of Kyler Murray next summer? Well, they're going to use kid gloves and they'll probably put him on PUP. Probably can't do much. And it's like, if you watch the flight plan episode, Cardinals did a tremendous job on their YouTube page. You've seen what he's been doing. Like that was weeks ago. That might even been months ago. He was in Hawaii. He was running around. I mean, like how much more is there for him to do? That's not in the football capacity with his teammates. I don't know if there's what, what I don't know how much more there is that he can do by himself at this point. I think he needs and Howard Balls or GoPHNX put out a great article. Go check it out. I would encourage you. It's free for everybody to read. And I'll give our boy Howard credit. It's like, when does he start practicing, Bull Brock? That's the imperative part. Like, not when does he get mental reps and not does he sit in on team meet. It's like, when does he practice Drew Petzing's offense with his teammates? That will be the, the, the telltale sign that when my co-host is, is at practice and sees Kyler Murray with the first team offense, that will be our first clue of yeah he's he's in route to come back soon but until that happens we just we have to wait and see yeah he i mean it it's going to be the, the next couple of days are going to be huge and uh, i can't wait to kind of see how it unfolds with the with there's a couple other injuries to kind of follow up on as well as far as you know what's the status of Ojolari who signed today is he completely healthy uh and Garrett Williams what is his his status Zach Ertz another person that we're following along with uh, and, and we're going to get some answers right away. And, you know, Kyler Murray going on the PUP could kind of simmer some things down and then you pivot to what, what is the quarterback race looks look like beyond that? You know, Clayton Toon, Colt McCoy, David Blau, throw in Jeff Driscoll if you want. Um, no, thanks. It, it's, it's, they've, they've got more than enough arms on the roster to get them through camp. So another reason like, okay, so why, why would they pull that move? Fishbowl flash. I like this uh, question here. Is the first snap under center in the gun? It's it's going to be under center. Yeah. I believe that whether it's Kyler or Colt or Clayton Toon, uh, they're going to be under center. I think early in in obvious rundowns, and then they're going to go to shotgun in in on third down. But I mean, you bring up a great point. I Colt McCoy is the starter right now. Let's just let's go through training camp. Let's let's go through the preseason. Like they're they're open for anything. Because Kyler Murray is the wild card. Clayton Toons, you know, I think going to make the team. Dre Jeff Driscoll, David Blau, I, I think are kind of one in the same. This this team's interesting from a quarterback standpoint because it's, I, I, Colt McCoy, to me, and you you mentioned this to me off air, but it's just the ceiling is so limited. I mm -hmm. wonder at some point, this is speculatory on my part, like if they just say, you know what, what's, what's the point? Now, if Kyler Murray's coming back week three, you, you just you want a grown up to hold the spot for two weeks. But if Kyler Murray's right. taking his time to come back, no, you know, no shot at Kyler. If, if they're waiting until week six, it's like, can we throw a couple curveballs at some teams to keep us alive? I just Colt McCoy 
with with Cliff Kingsbury won some games because I, I think of a, a really loaded roster with everything humming and D Hop and James Conner mm-hmm. having a Pro Bowl season and Zach Ertz. Like that's not going to be the team. You know, everybody knows this. This isn't a newsflash that he's going to inherit week one. So I I would love to see Clayton Tune force the issue, but I that's a lot to ask for out of the fifth year man out of Tulsa or excuse me, um, Houston, Houston. Same, same conference, right? <laughs> same mega conference. Is that a bad, is that, is that a bad, <laughs> bad omen? Probably. Oh man. I, but you look, I mean, Colt McCoy, you talk about him two seasons ago with a guy who's going to be 37. There's a lot of wear and tear on that backup's body, including his throwing arm uh, that, you know, he's, he's admitted his, has gone through it. So it, where, where's his mindset? Does he want to be the guy? Does he want to be the starting quarterback of this team? And until you know indefinitely, I guess for until Kyler Murray comes back, does he want to go through the rigors of of you know getting ready each and every day for yeah. a game on Sunday, uh, and, and the wear and tear that goes into that, and then taking the lumps that he's going to take inevitably from Chase Young and Deron Payne and that front seven from Washington and that talented young front seven from New York and the Dallas Cowboys and Mark Micah Parsons coming to town. It's like it's it's a little daunting you know, to put on his plate. Uh, Jalen Blair brings up a good point in the chat, um, but I, I, I'm i going to disagree with the latter half. I, I think it puts pressure on the Cardinals. This is, his, this is his comment here for our audio listeners. PUP also allows the Cardinals to silence all questions. If he starts camp, not on PUP, reporters will ask every day about Kyler and if he's ready. Yes, they will. So not to put pressure on K1 to put him on PUP. Kyler Murray, Jalen, is putting pressure on the Cardinals to let, he wants to play. So like, the the media could put pressure on JG and Austin Ford. I think is is far less than the internal pressure that they will feel from Kyler Murray, who wants to play. Yeah, and I, and go ahead. I, I just think that they would do it for more the reason of of really kind of settling Kyler Murray down, right? Like Kyler Murray knows, okay, I'm on the pup. I can just focus on my rehab, finish this out, do what I have to do instead of like really trying to like on a daily basis, try to push, continue to push this team. Don't you think that would like it, not like disrespectfully, but like calm him down and put him in a, in a mindset to where it's like, Hey, don't worry about training camp right now. Like focus on, on finishing your rehab out how you should. I mean, there's a comment here earlier that I want to address here. Uh, it's with regard, pick and spreads friend of the program saying Carson Wentz tore his ACL December 11th in 2018. Right. So five years ago, he came back week three. The following year, Joe Burrow t- tore both his ACL and MCL a couple weeks before Kyler got hurt. He was back by week one. Like Kyler knows this. Kyler knows all of this information. Now, those were Super Bowl contenders at the time, but I, Kyler, Kyler Murray expects to be to be ready to go early this season. Like he he, he thinks he's going to be ready to play sometime in September or early October. And if you put him on the PUP, yeah. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. So he he can't practice for four weeks which means he would need probably two weeks of practice to be ready to play in a game. So the earliest he could keep, he could come back from PUP is what, week six, week seven, maybe? I mean, that that's a good chunk of the season. That's a third plus of the season. No, I, I don't. Th- I think you can come off PUP pretty much any time. Don't you, you just have can't to go back you on have it? To be on the list for just, for at least four weeks. Uh, I think that's when the rate when the regular that's IR. Right. So yeah, well, hang on, I'll look it up. <laughs> Somebody correct me in the chat. I think if you're on PUP to start the season, 
you have to sit out. Well, yeah, to start the regular season, I mean, then you go on to injured reserve, basically, and, and you're going to be out at least four weeks. But right, PUP, at least four weeks. I mean, if if they pull him off PUP at any point during, the, and I hate, if we say it one more time, it's going to be a drinking say game. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> Shenanigans. If, as far as that goes, like if they can't put him back, you can't put the cat back in that bag. Yeah, I, I'm having trouble finding. I mean, I just need some clarity. I need some clarity from the Cardinals. We're going to get it, thankfully, this week. And in the meantime, I need some clarity. As we always do, right? Yeah. They always cause... Hang on. Hang on a second. <laughs> I would say you're full of shit, but we got uh, there's a new sheriff in town, and his name's Jonathan Gannon. And I bet he stops at Circle K for all of his Circle K needs. We're excited to partner with Circle K. Check them out. Load up right now. It's like a thousand degrees outside. If you're not hydrating with Circle K, what are you doing? Because we're going to hook you up. It's buy one, get one free polar pops with PHNX. Text PHNX to 31310 to join the exclusive, the elusive SMS subscriber club. That's right. Buy one, get one. Not 16, not 24, the 32 ounce, the Mecca, the king of polar pops. Myself, I like the unsweetened iced tea. The dab will do you on both hands. You love it. We're going to give it to you. Plus, you can get a Powerade at four for five bucks and enter to be one of the 10 finalists to get a 2023 Ford Big Ben Bronco SUV. Hell yeah. Circle K giving out SUVs. You love to see it. Hang out with Circle K. Check them out. CircleK.com slash store dash locator to find the nearest Circle K to you. How many Cardinals are going to stop at Circle K before they arrive at training camp tomorrow? Over or under? I'm going to say at least 20. <laughs> when they're reporting, yeah, they're going to roll in with their Polar Pops, their coffee. We know Rondell Moore is already a big Circle K guy. He joined big us man. at Radio Row with his... His hot coffee, probably iced coffee in these summer months for Rondell, but we'll see. Uh, also, they could take advantage. Maybe a good team building event would be Taco Tuesday over Illegal Pete's in Tempe. Get the bus fired up. Take it from Glendale uh, over to Illegal Pete's in Tempe or one of their Valley locations. You got the full menu of bowls, tacos, salads, burritos, nachos. They're unbelievable. You can Any direction you go as far as their menu, you're going to love it. The margarita, the strongest in Arizona. And today, it's a margarita Monday. Why not Ooh. check in and take advantage of that? I believe it's $3 margaritas all day. You can also get five high noons for just 22 bucks. Tough to beat that deal. Illegal Pete's. Prices and food so good, it should be illegal. Illegal Pete's. It's here to make this summer one for the books. Check them out. Illegal Pete's. At Illegal Pete's on Instagram. Stay updated on all their big events and all their deals going down this summer. Reminder, definitive training camp coverage starts and ends with PHNX, PHNX Cardinals. Check out gophnx.com. Read the work of PHNX Cardinal beat reporter Howard Balzer. 90% of the content on the website free. You want that exclusive 10%. You got to become a diehard to get this man's content to my right. Part of the exclusive PHNX Cardinals member discord. Training camp depth charts, videos, insight you can't get anywhere else. You want to become a diehard plus. I think there's a little bit of a sale coming up at uh, the PHNX Ooh. merchandise locker that I want to plug. So much good stuff coming your way from your definitive cards coverage. And it starts and ends with becoming a diehard at go PHNX. Does that include the, uh, the white uh, bird gang till I die t-shirt? It does. I, I had a player, com- a player Cardinal player comment that he loves that t-shirt Which player. So, huh? I'm not going to tell you. You can't tell me. Yeah, it was Isaiah right. Simmons, wasn't it? <laughs> it was not. Does that make that doesn't disqualify it? Yeah, I, if it was Isaiah Simmons, that's a good thing. He's got great. Probably, yeah, I probably like him more. We went the whole show. I didn't really dog Isaiah Simmons in any capacity. I think he did earlier. Oh, did I? Okay, they they well, were mentioned in the comments that you were 
your back. You brought up his play against San Francisco getting undressed. I didn't talk about that. That was a that was in a positive about the new coaching staff versus the old coaching staff. Listen, you'll never hear me say that the Cardinals didn't butcher his development, but uh does does he start in the secondary tomorrow if Buda Baker doesn't participate? That's that's an interesting thing to watch. Uh, there's always some guys who are out of shape too. There are guys who will show up and they'll be barfing and they'll fail a physical. I'm interested in that as well. Can you give us that insight tomorrow, Bob Rock? Yeah, who's vomiting? Yeah, yeah. who's out the, of shape? The puke bucket. That's what I need. We we'll go with that. Uh, if somebody if somebody barfs, it's bad news for the Arizona Cardinals that they got a player that that can't keep it together for the. I mean, it's hot out. They run in that outside. It's like they're... P. No, they're not running outside. They're in, they're going to be in Glendale. They're turning off the AC to save a dime, or they're going to be pumping AC <laughs> in, the, in the stadium. I'm just kidding. They're going to be. We'll, we'll be... see if we get any access tomorrow. Nothing's uh nothing yet to say that we're gonna. Last year we got to talk to the coaches and some players. On report day, so far nothing is scheduled, but we'll see. Wednesday could be the first day we get access to the team, and then of course the first open practice to the public is Thursday, and then Johnny and I are going to be out there Friday and Saturday. So things just getting started here on Page Cardinals. It was fun, uh, guys. Killed it in the chat. All all show. Uh, you can feel the buzz. That I mean, this is the last day of the off season, and people are excited, regardless of the. USA Today projecting two wins about this new organizational direction. New Showtime, same elite Arizona Cardinal coverage. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you are not signed up yet for notifications, go to your podcast, search PHNX Cardinals, follow the pod. We're dropping exclusive audio-only pods throughout the course of training camp, preseason, regular season. You can't get anywhere else. Follow that man, Bo Brock, on Twitter. I'm at Johnny Venerable. Until tomorrow, 4.30 again. Like and subscribe. We'll see you then.